conflicting emotions as he shuffled to an armchair near the door and sat down heavily facing her. I've changed my will, he said, and gestured to an envelope on the end table by the couch. She retrieved it and read the provision he'd circled, leaving her the house the divorce court had awarded to him. There's more, he said, noting she had looked up without finishing. Provided you carry out one final task for me, Vivian. The policy is yours, too. Three hundred thousand. She nodded. And what am I to do for you, Rogers? She asked evenly. For several moments there was no answer, but when he turned to face her, there was a spark in his eyes. I did it, Vivian. I completed the Medusa weapon. She looked stunned, and he watched her expression with satisfaction. By yourself? She asked. How? You had a team of forty scientists working for, what was it, a decade? Took me eighteen years after the forced retirement, too. But I did it. And you're going to take the prototype to Washington after I'm gone, he said. I don't understand. I built a complete mock-up. A complete working model without the plutonium. Why Washington, Rogers? she asked. Because the slimy bastards have terminated my program and said it couldn't be done, they're in the Pentagon now. I want the mock-up right there where they can see it and feel it and understand it before they ship it west to study it. He was breathing heavily. And you want me to, she started. I want you to fly with it in a cargo aircraft to Washington, and I want you to supervise its delivery to the Pentagon. For the insurance money, is that correct? He snorted and got to his feet. Here's the deal, Vivian. There's a packet of instructions next to you there on the table. There's a key inside that opens the lab. Follow the instructions to the letter, and the administrator of the small trust I've set up to receive the insurance money pays it to you. Refuse to do it, or screw up the job, you don't get a damn cent. Ah, you'll still get the house and the mortgage payments, but the 300000 to pay them with goes away. She got to her feet. I'm sorry you're dying, Rogers. But I don't need your money. Get someone else to do it. Sit down, he roared as he turned, his eyes flaring in the maniacal manner she knew so well. I should have expected a brainless, stupid response like that. Vivian felt her legs go limp. She sank back to the couch as he stopped in mid-sentence, chewing his lip, then shook his head. I'm... I'm sorry, Vivian. I'm, I'm sorry for the outburst. She nodded wordlessly. He was moving closer, and she felt adrenaline flowing through her bloodstream as she calculated the distance to the front door. You trust your life's work to a brainless, stupid woman, she said quietly. Suddenly he was sinking to his knees, his emaciated body racked with sobs. Vivian, this was my life. The only part that was ever worth anything. Please. He was hurting and dying. And she moved to him and enfolded him, holding his head against her breast for several minutes as tears streamed down her face as well. It's all right, Rogers. I'll do it for you. It's not the money. He saw her to the door and squeezed her hand before she turned to go. She left without another word, and he watched through the window until her car had disappeared down the street. He straightened up then and smiled. It was ready. At long last, 
It was ready. A small split of champagne had been purchased and placed in the back of the refrigerator years before. He retrieved it now and popped the cork, then filled the last of the gold-encrusted goblets from the two-hundred-year-old crystal set Vivian's mother had left her, a set he had gleefully crushed with a hammer and returned to her in pieces in a shoebox. A cold smile covered his face as he drained the last of the champagne, then broadened when he thought of how she had put her arms around him an hour before, just as he'd planned it. It was time, he decided. Dr. Rogers Henry reached into the drawer of the end table and removed a polished wooden box before pulling the phone to his ear and dialing 911. Are you reporting an emergency? A no-nonsense voice asked. No. He opened the box and removed a loaded forty-four magnum from its velvet nest before continuing. No, I'm reporting a suicide.